welcome to another edition of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I am super excited that you're here. Thank you so much for joining. Today, when I am recording this, it's Sunday, June 21st. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and to all the mothers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you name it, anyone who plays a father during the course of everyday life. Happy Father's Day to you. Okay, so this week we are going to touch on a little news, a little housekeeping, and then we're going to move into the discussion on diving a little deeper into Frontierland at the Disneyland Resort. So let's start with a little news. Um, before I started recording, I was poking around on Disney Parks blog and Disneyland.com, and I really didn't see a whole bunch of new information since last week. They're still planning their phased approach. I still don't see anything specific about the Disneyland Resort, like not that that it's open, that it's not open. There's like nothing about it. I have to assume it's closed. I did see some news about some safety and cleaning procedures, including face coverings, AKA masks. So I think we can expect that we will need to wear those when going to the park. And I do know that there's a lot of discussions um, with Disney World opening up here pretty quickly, too. That's just kind of a given. Everyone's going to have to wear a mask to get into the park, so something to prepare. But other than that, I really haven't heard anything new. We know there's a reservation system coming. We know you're going to have to make reservations to get in. Um, I do find that if you go on their website, and I'm talking about Disneyland, or, I mean, you could go to Disney World and do the same thing, but I'm poking around Disneyland, and, you know, it doesn't really tell you, like, when, what's open when. It's kind of like I think they're trying to update everything, and while I do see some things, I'm not sure that I trust that everything is in its final stage. I think we have some more... Um, planning and unveiling and communications to come out. I expect we'll, we will hear some more news this week. So with that, I'm going to move on into some housekeeping items. Just as a reminder, you can find me on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Patreon, and my website, All Disneyland Devoted. So check me out there. I'm going to put a new post out on Facebook by the time this goes live to kind of generate some conversation because um, I really want to have a way to interact with you, not just in this podcast, but like I'd love to hear from you and there's a lot of different avenues to do that. You can always drop me an email. I'm Michelle at DisneylandDevoted.com. There'll be a link in the description for that. Um, also... In Facebook and in Instagram would love to hear from you that way and then also um, on my website I put some polls out there in the tab for let's have some fun and would love to get your input love to hear what you think about those questions out there just want to like I said just want to have another way to interact with you so with that, I'm going to move into Frontierland. And so this is just 
a continuation of the series I've been doing on diving into each of the lands. Uh, first we did California Adventure, and now we're almost at the tail end of Disneyland. So today, Frontierland, just to kind of place that in the map, once at the hub, and again, that is through the main gates, up Main Street, and then you see, like if you were looking at the map, you see like a, a wheel. And the center of that wheel is the Walt and Mickey statue. And then there are spokes that go off to the different lands. And Frontierland is a very short, quick left of that uh, hub area. So Frontierland is the Old West. There's a lot of fun stuff in Frontierland. It's very nicely themed. So if you first go from the hub, you, you go through the entrance. So just as a, just for my own sake, this is what I do. So a, like a sharp left is Adventureland and more of a slight left from the hub, you would find Frontierland. And so when you go through the archway that says Frontierland and you feel instantly like you have entered into the Old West, you're going to see on the left a Pioneer Mercantile and an Outfitters and there's like a nice porch in front of the building. Again, the theming is really awesome. There's some great shopping in there. It's very Western, but there's cool leather things. We've purchased um, a couple of different custom-made leather like bands or bracelets if you want to call them that they snap we've gotten a couple with different things just depending on what we were doing and those are really nice and they last a long time we've gotten them right there lots to choose from and it doesn't take very long for them to um, have those what do you call that embossed i'm not sure the right wording embroidered it's not embroidered i don't really know what it is custom made so there's it doesn't take very long and it's worth the price and there's different prices and styles for everyone. So check that out if you're interested. That's a nice little memento from the Disneyland Resort. And then on your right hand side as you're walking through, you'll see the Frontier shooting explosion. Um, I'm sorry, exposition. And I'm good. It's one of those things where you shoot a rifle at targets and it's like the old school air rifle kind of approach it's not like laser like when you're in toy story mania over at california adventure or buzz lightyear's astro blasters in tomorrowland it's not that kind it's just like the old school air uh rifle type thing that will hit the targets it's not free you have to have quarters to play and that's kind of an interesting thing because I don't think a lot of people have quarters. Um, so just something to keep in mind. And we've done it a few times. That's just something we walk right by. Little kids probably would really enjoy it. It's something to test. But again, make sure you bring some money. But right there in that courtyard, right where I'm talking about, it's really kind of nice in there. It's got... I mean, I'm sure it's supposed to be intended for two-way traffic, but like traffic goes on both sides of these hedges in the middle, but it's really nicely landscaped in there. And during seasons like Halloween and Christmas, they have different color lights in the trees right there that are very festive. Like at Christmas time, they have 
icicles that like change colors and look like they're falling. At Halloween, it's orange. It's just a really nice decorative area right there that always stands out to me as something that if you're not really looking, you may miss it, but it's really cool. And then on the ground right there and then further through Frontierland, there's um, horses hooves or horseshoe imprints along the way on the pathway so it's like the horse walked through there it's kind of a cool little added theming really like that so as you're walking through we're going to go to the left you're going to come to the golden horseshoe and that is um Okay, so a couple things about that. That's the old style saloon that you go in and there's a couple of levels and lots of seating around the ground floor and then above it, like around the center of the floor. Um, and then up high, there's seating up there and there's a um, quick service dining location in there that has things like chicken strips and corn dogs and some other types of things like that churro sundaes and fun you know sinful items in there and you go up and you get your food and then you go sit somewhere but it used to have this little show like a vaudeville kind of show and it's been there forever and a day it was one of walt's favorite places but like last year they took that entertainment away for a period of time so i'm going to backtrack a little bit and this is some of this is hearsay and speculation but there was a period when galaxy's edge was rolling out last summer where the attendance was much much lower than i think a lot of people expected and as a result of that we saw some changes in the park entertainment where there were things like the show I'm talking about that would be a couple of times a day. Um, I honestly could not find where you would find when the show was going to start. I looked online. I just happened to be in there one time with my family when it was about to start. So we were able to catch it. But I found like that to be some sort of odd mystery. But anyways, it would be like a few times a day or like six times a day or something like that. Um, but that went away or suspended for a while. And I'm not really sure uh, what the story was behind that. Speculation was from a cost perspective. I don't really know. But it was like old time, been there for a long time. So it kind of surprised me that it went away. Maybe it'll come back. I'm not really sure. The social distancing thing, I'm not sure. that Because you kind of crowd a lot of people in there and... The way that you enter the building itself is very crowded, so that doesn't feel like that's the best place for this social distancing type of environment. So I'm not hopeful that right away it will be there, but I do hope eventually it does because even though we've only been there one time, it was really a fun experience. It's one of those things that I would say you ought to try it once. Do you have to keep going back? Not necessarily, but it's fun to have experienced it, right? It's fun to have seen that you did it. Some people I know do it all the time, and maybe that's your thing, and that's totally fine. We did it. We had a great time. It's not something that we would do on the regular, but, you know, others may feel differently. But it is cute. Like, I would recommend it. Now, let's say that show doesn't come back. It's still cute in there. It's very old saloon style. It's like white wood planks, wood chairs. Just the feeling when you're in there, just like 
the way the cast members dress up, the piano on the stage, it's just very classic. So anyways, that's the Golden Horseshoe. And then right next to that is the Stage Door Cafe. And the thing about that place is that is the same kitchen. So there's lots of chicken nuggets and corn dogs and things like that. It has a really nice outdoor seating area. So you can sit right there and watch the Rivers of America or that courtyard area that I was referring to. It's a really nice place to sit. So they are like side by side and right besides the right beside the stage door cafe is the river bell terrace and it's all in the same building and if you if you listen to my episode last a couple of times ago on adventureland on the other side of that building it's adventureland so river bell terrace is literally part of frontierland but there's an entrance into the the dining location that's on the other side, which is Adventureland. So on the Frontierland side, you have like more seating and it's covered. And this is a restaurant that's a barbecue. And to kind of go back for anyone who's been around for a while with Disneyland, before Galaxy's Edge, there was a barbecue spot that's name is escaping me now. Like maybe it was called like Big Thunder Barbecue or something like that because it was back by Big Thunder Railroad. And they had like this all you can eat or all you care to eat barbecue picnic extravaganza. And you would sit on these benches with red checkered tablecloths and there was a stage of entertainment and they brought out ribs and chicken and corn and cornbread and just like more food than you could ever want but it was a nice little fun thing that you could do especially if you had like big eaters or a big crowd it was kind of a it was kind of pricey if I remember correctly but you know just like any other experience there at the Disneyland Resort it was a lot of fun it was just different than going and grabbing a quick service meal it was like and like a little experience. But when that, um, that went away when Galaxy's Edge was being built. So that barbecue food transferred over to River Bell Terrace. It's not a, it's not a buffet or all you can eat, but it has like those same offerings. So if you really liked that food, you could go find it at River Bell Terrace. But the fun thing about River Bell Terrace is you have to call, you can't do it online, but they have special packages where you can eat there and then have a special spot to sit on one of their outdoor tables that are covered that faces Fantasmic. And it's all part of like a Fantasmic dining. But it's kind of, in my opinion, when I go on their website, it's not super advertised. You have to kind of find it in there. And it has like a number that you call. I have no idea what the pricing is, but I wanted to do that because... The food would be very approachable from my daughter's perspective. She likes barbecue. She loved that barbecue buffet that we did when it was back over by the, uh, Big Thunder. And what a wonderful opportunity to not have to sit on the ground to watch Fantasmic, but you could sit at one of the tables, which is elevated above the people who are sitting down. A wonderful view. It probably would be pricey. I'm not sure if it'd be pricier than going to Blue Bayou, but I definitely will put that on my bucket list because I absolutely want to experience that. But aside from the package, the food is really good. So check out River Bell Terrace. Now, 
That was on the left side entering into Frontierland. On the right side, right next to the um, shooting exposition is Rancho del Zocalo. Now that's their uh, Mexican food restaurant. And I have to be honest, I've not eaten there. It's on my list. We're going to go there. But they don't really have a lot of food options for my daughter that she would like. She likes quesadillas and things like that but she's not a huge fan of things with a lot of sauce things that are like really deliciously mexican food type offerings she's a little more plain jane in that arena so when we've gone to look at the menu i didn't find anything that she would really love so we haven't really adventured however i really want to go because they had at one point like a really good looking like corn chowder or a tortilla soup or things like that that I just wanted to grab and try. It's so cute, the courtyard leading into the restaurant. It has like a very cocoa feeling to it. It has a lot of art, like a little, it has like a little display garden that you can walk through and look at really cool flowers and art and displays of that kind of um, I'm not going to say it right, but Day of the Dead type look. It's really, really cool and it's really amped up at Halloween time. So reviews on that, I've always heard are amazing. People love that restaurant. So definitely give that a shot if you are into Mexican food. And the restroom for that area is right there, which is super important. It's kind of hidden back there, but you get to go back where it's kind of got that Spanish flair, like the beautiful colorful tiles and the white stucco and you go back to the restroom. And I know this is going to sound really funny, but all the restrooms are themed for where they are and that just makes it really cool. It's like you're entering a different place every time. These are the little things I pay attention to. Okay, so past Rancho del Zocalo is big thunder so that's like the big attraction from a thrill ride perspective that's a train roller coaster it goes up and down and sideways and it's fast and slow it's it's fun it's my daughter's favorite type um of that area she loves that it used to be her absolute favorite attraction of all of Disneyland until she went on Indiana Jones, but she loves Big Thunder. And my husband, who's not a thrill ride person, really likes it a lot because it kind of has a cartoony feel, just the way that you're going through this Western town, like you're going into mines and stuff. And like, it looks like, you know, dynamite's going off here and there's the infamous goat over here and it's kind of got like a little bit of a cartoony feel so it makes it a little bit different than the average roller coaster. It's a lot of fun. I am not super in love with it only because I don't like to, I don't like to go side to side. So it's like you can go down a hill and then, you know, swoop to the right and then go up a little a little hill and drop, which I love, and then you swoop to the left. And so that motion of going side to side kind of doesn't agree with me always, but I will ride it. It's not one of those that I say, oh my gosh, I cannot ride it. It's just that I don't run to be like the first in line. But like I said, my non-thrill seekers really like this attraction and it's very, very popular. It has fast pass, definitely one of those that you want to use your fast pass for, or you want to do first thing in the morning, 
or late at night because it gets super, super crowded. And the queue line for that, which of course, you know, when we come back up, um, you know, I think the queues will be, you know, um, online instead of where you stand in line, but not knowing for sure what this looks like. The actual queue line where you stand in line, a lot of it's in the shade, but there's a fair amount in the sun. So it's one of those, if it's summertime, you definitely want to try to minimize that by um, getting a fast pass. Okay, so there's a lot of carts here in Frontierland. There's places to get turkey legs, which are absolutely delicious and ginormous and so unhealthy, which is why they're so good. And chimichurros, uh, chimichurros, what am I saying? Chimichangas, I don't know what I was saying, but it sounded cool. Chimichangas and popcorn and churros. And there's these snacks that we get right at this cart in front of Big Thunder. So here's what we've done in the last couple of years. I should say the last couple of visits. My husband and daughter will go on this attraction. So he'll take her on that. And what I'll do is I'll go get a snack. And there's this cart right across the way and I will get this. They have a pack that has three packages in it and it's their um, Mickey dried apple treats. And then there's um, another pack that has three of those um, little cheeses. What is it? Uh, Bell. Bonnie Bell cheese, the little ones in the red wax, and they come in a three. So that's like perfect. So I will go get a big water and or we will have brought water and get those two snacks that have three each. And there's a cute covered eating area right in front of the um, entrance into the Mark Twain boat. So like if you're going to enter there to get on the Mark Twain steamboat or the pirate ship you're going to go into this one section but to the right of it is this covered eating area so it's perfect i just sit there and wait for them they go on the attraction they come back we have a little snack they take a little rest they get to watch the you know the ships go by i will have done that or people watch or whatever it's just a really cool little area like i said there's other things too like giant pickles and vegetables with ranch and fruit and all kinds of other things that you can get at that cart and then sit there. But my favorite place to sit right there, and it's so hidden. I don't think a lot of people know about it and I absolutely love it. So once again, at that cart that is right in front of the water, you can't miss that cart, it's kind of big and there's usually a lot of people. To the right of that is a set of steps, like about six or eight wooden steps. They go up to a wooden deck that has like three or four picnic tables and two of them are right against the water. And if you sit right there, you are right in the path of the Mark Twain um, steamboat or the pirate ship to come right past you. You get the most beautiful pictures. You can wave to the people on the boats or the canoes coming by. It's such a beautiful, peaceful place to sit. And like I said, I don't think a lot of people know about it. So you can just sit there. I, I think of all the times I've gone up there, like one time somebody was up there. It's kind of a hidden little gem. Absolutely love it up there. So that leads me to the actual Mark Twain and pirate ship attraction. So basically, you're gonna go on one of those ships and you're gonna go around the rivers of America. It's a very slow, serene attraction. 
I absolutely love this for a lot of reasons. Number one, it is the most scenic view of this whole section of Disneyland. From when you first leave the port and you're seeing like New Orleans Square and you're going around that whole area and you get that beautiful view of that theming as you're turning to the right. Um, also, the trees are super high. Tarzan's treehouse is in front of you. And on the reverse, if you were up on Tarzan's treehouse, you get that beautiful view coming the other way. I've talked about that before. But so as you're on the, you know, the ships and you're making your right around New Orleans Square, then here comes Haunted Mansion and you're in this elevated view. It's so beautiful. Daytime, nighttime, Halloween, Christmas, it's all gorgeous. And then you're going to come up on Splash Mountain, which that's a lot of fun to watch the people drop and just to see that whole theming in that ride because that's really cool. And then you just make your way back. It's narrated so you can kind of hear a little bit about the theming that's back there. It's very Native American. Um, there's just like lots of cool things there. Plus the water. There's water features. There's statues. There's teepees. There's animals. There's all kinds of props that you're going to cruise by very slowly. Galaxy's Edge is back there. I mean, you're not going to see much of it because it's on the other side, but you know it's there. And then you're just going to come back around. What you're doing is going around Tom Sawyer's Island, which we're going to get to in just a moment. So you're going around that, and then it's going to bring you back into port. And, of course, Big Thunder is going to be right there, so that's beautiful. But it's a slow, like, 10-minute cruise around rivers of america so besides the beauty besides the view that it provides it's a wonderful way to take a rest it's a wonderful way to look at the sights and sounds but also to relax on the mark twain ship boat whatever there's many floors and there's places to sit that are in the shade there's places to sit that are not in the shade kids can run up and down the stairs and all around the decks and it's kind of a way for them to get out some energy or you can just sit and relax catch up on something like if you needed to text or you wanted to see what was going on on your phone or you just wanted to watch it's so relaxing and it can be out of the elements it's just really a really cool experience. I personally have yet to go on the pirate ship, also on my bucket list. I need to get on that because I just need to experience that. And it's funny, it just doesn't ever seem to work out. It's not running when we're going to go or something happens. And it's like the, it's like the attraction that I keep... I'm missing and so now I'm determined I must ride that but the the steamboat is really awesome and both of those are part of Fantasmic so it's just all a cool area so I really really like Mark Twain's steamboat but I'm sure pirate ship is very similar I just love that whole adventure now pirate I think it's called the pirate layer on Mark on sorry let's try that again the pirate layer on Tom Sawyer's Island Okay, so that's right smack in the middle here. Even though that's considered frontier land, you have to go over in front of the Haunted Mansion to get on the raft to take you over to the island. So once you're on the island, this is something that we kind of didn't give it its proper attention. We didn't go on it. I don't know why, because we have so many other things we're doing. I'm not sure. But one day where I was like, we've got to go experience this, right? 
went over there with my daughter and fell in love. We love it on that island. There's so much fun exploring to do. It's dirt paths. It's There's caves, little caves, not intimidating. I'm a little claustrophobic, so you're not in a cave for very long. But they're, and some of them are kind of narrow. I think they're more made for kids, but whatever. There's places to climb and run, and there's paths that go up and down, and there's this one section that's the uh, pirate's lair that has like all this gold coins. It's a good photo op. There's like water well type of things where you can hold the handle and push the well up and down, and water will spout out. There's a um, rope bridge to go across. There's like this barrel bridge that you go on where the barrels are like where you step, but when you step on the barrel, it soaks down or goes down into the water. So it's kind of like, I have to be honest, when I'm on it, I almost think like, should we be on this? Like, isn't this a little dangerous? But that's what makes it so fun. It's kind of hard to get across because it's like you're not very sturdy on it. So that makes it really cool. There's like nets that you can go in. There's just so much to explore on this little island. Highly recommend it. It's a wonderful place to let your kids just kind of be free and run around, but you'll have a really good time too. There's also places to sit down if you want to take a rest. There's restrooms on the island. You can go up on the stage where they do Fantasmic and kind of look out that way. There's little like... um mining type rooms that you can go in. There's just so much to do there and it's just more than you're kind of expecting. So you definitely want to check it out. Now, there's not a lot of shade while there is some. It's one of those attractions that you want to do. Assuming that it's going to be like in the summertime, you want to do in the morning or in the evening, you'll want to do it, um, you just want to be mindful of the weather. Like if it's raining, I'm not even sure if they run the rafts over there, but it's it's kind of out in the elements, I guess is what I'm really trying to say. So just kind of keep that in mind as you're considering going on it. But highly recommend Tom Sawyer's. I don't know. I get so excited. I did this last week. I get so excited talking about Disneyland that I get tongue-tied sometimes. So I'm so sorry, but... Tom Sawyer's Island is a lot of fun and a must-do for adults and kids alike. Okay, so I think that I've covered everything in Frontierland. Um, just to kind of throw this out there, um, Big Thunder is kind of the end of Frontierland on that side. You're gonna, you could go right into galaxy's edge to your left or you could go around to your right to fantasy land or vice versa if you're in fantasy land and you go like back to where dumbo is and you take a left you can come around um also it's very scenic in that walkway there's waterways there's bridges there's wildlife you can always find ducks and birds and flowers and trees and just the most interesting landscaping over there so aside from the attractions and all that coolness, there's a lot of pretty things going on over there. Right in the very center, like where the uh, Golden Corral is and the Outfitters and, and the Mercantile and all that, it, like I told you, that landscaping is very pretty. But walk up towards Big Thunder and a little bit past that, and it's just so, so pretty. Plus, Rivers America is right there. The Steamboat, even if it's not running, it's very scenic. 
Don't forget about those hidden eating places I told you about. Frontierland is a really nice area to explore. I use that as kind of like a pun because that's what it's about. Kind of a little exploration going on over there. But really enjoy it. So with that, I think we'll wrap up this week. I hope you enjoyed the closer look into Frontierland. Next week, we're getting down to the last two Galaxy's Edge and Toontown. Now, I did a pretty thorough review of Galaxy's Edge a few months back when we went there for the first time and we uh, made some droids and all of that. So if you are anxious to hear about that, then check out that episode, but I'll still go into some detail again for the sake of this series and then we'll dive into toontown is our last stop on diving into the different lands so i hope you're all well you're staying safe i hope you're having a wonderful day a happy father's day i hope you have a terrific week don't forget to check me out on all my social media i'll have all the links down in the description of this episode i appreciate you i wish you the very best day, the very best week. And until next time, bye.